0: Objections Overruled 1 and 2 audiobooks are produced by Lutheran Public Radio and are made possible with support from listeners like you. You can contribute to the production of future audiobooks at issuesetc.org support. Look for Objections Overruled 3 in December of 2023. The Bible is only a book of faith. Alvin J. Schmidt To say that the Bible is only a book of faith categorizes every person and place in the biblical record as fictional. There is ample archaeological evidence for things named in the Bible, including the city of Ur, the Hittites, the Pool of Bethesda, and many other sites and people. Criticizing faith itself fails to account for the historical evidence on which Christian beliefs are based, particularly belief in the resurrection of Jesus. This statement, the Bible is only a book of faith, has become a cultural cliché in recent years. One sees it voiced in religious and non-religious media. An editorial in Biblical Archaeology Review, July and August 2010, stated, Facts are facts and faith has no business dealing with the world of facts. Similarly, an editorial in The Economist, July 2, 2016, commented on the newly constructed Bible Museum in Washington, D.C., arguably even talking about the facts of the Bible is a statement of faith. In short, both editorials say that the Bible is only a book of faith. This indicates that biblical faith is not based on historically verifiable evidence and therefore is not factually true or correct. Proponents of this statement argue, as did biblical criticism that began in the 1800s, that faith rather than facts prompted biblical writers to cite certain demographic, geographic, and human biographic information. These critics did not accept biblical information as historically authentic when it was not also found in extra-biblical publications. Thus their argument, the Bible is only a book of faith, has a long history, along with at least three significant flaws. The first flaw. This flaw pertains to the statement's words, only a book of faith. The word only makes the statement dogmatically absolute. It implies that all named cities and geographic sites in the Bible are merely items of faith rather than empirical locations. This, of course, is nonsense. Countless modern tourists have visited places like Jerusalem, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, and the Jordan River, all mentioned in the Bible. Similarly, if the Bible is only a book of faith, then all named individuals, such as Caesar Augustus, Herod the Great, and the Apostle Paul, are also just names of non-evidential faith rather than real persons. The second flaw. This flaw ignores the role of archaeology in corroborating the existence of numerous demographic and geographic data cited in the Bible. Critics once dismissed these as items of mere faith rather than accepting them as historical facts. Here are a few examples of how numerous archaeological discoveries have shown the Bible critics to be wrong. The city of Ur. The patriarch Abraham hailed from this city in Sumer, today's Iraq, before he settled in Canaan, see Genesis chapter 12. In the early 1800s, biblical critics rejected the historical reality of this city because extra-biblical writings mentioned it nowhere. The critics argued that faith-minded writers in the Old Testament created this city. But in the early 1850s, J.E. Taylor discovered the city of Ur under deep layers of sand. Additional excavations revealed this city had thriving residents at least by about 2000 B.C. Moreover, these residents used various musical instruments, did mathematical calculations, and knew how to write. The latter finding also discredited the Bible critics' contention that alphabetical writing did not appear this early in history, an argument they used to argue that Moses, about 1500 B.C., could not have written about Abraham in the book of Genesis. The Hittites The civilization of the Hittites is referenced in 15 books of the Old Testament. The Bible mentions Uriah the Hittite, the soldier whom King David placed in the front line of battle so he would be killed. The Bible also notes that King Solomon had some Hittite wives. Bible critics in the 1800s who could find no extra-biblical references with respect to the Hittites dismissed their existence as a legendary example of faith. However, in 1906, German archaeologist Hugo Winkler discovered more than 10,000 cuneiform clay tablets in Syria corroborating the existence of the Hittites. This discovery decisively contradicted the critic's argument that the Bible is only a book of faith. The Pool of Bethesda The Gospel of John chapter 5 verses 2 to 3 mentions the Pool of Bethesda in Jerusalem with its five porches, where Jesus healed a man who had been infirmed for thirty eight years. The Bible critics dismissed this account as biblical fiction. They argued that pentagonal structures with five porches, porticos, did not exist in ancient architecture. However, in 1888, archaeologist Conrad Schick discovered this pool with its five porches in Jerusalem. Since then, the structure of this ancient pool has been and continues to be visited by countless tourists from around the globe. Other Discoveries as already noted, archaeology has often proven biblical critics wrong when they concluded that certain demographic or geographic information only reflected the biblical writer's faith. Given this faulty assumption, Sir William Ramsay 1851-1939, a Scottish Bible critic who called the Bible a book of fables, set out to prove Luke's citations in the book of Acts wrong. His archaeological diggings in Greece and Asia Minor, however, revealed Luke's citations to be surprisingly correct. Ramsey's archaeological findings contributed to his becoming a Christian. In 1968, archaeologists found an ossuary in a Jerusalem cemetery of a man named Johannan. It contained his heel bone with a four-and-a-half-inch iron spike driven through it, together with some remnants of wood from his cross. This crucifixion may have occurred in Jesus' time or later in AD 70 when the Jews rebelled against Rome. Before his discovery, some critics had argued that crucifixion victims were fastened to a cross by ropes, not by iron nails. They contended Jesus could not have been nailed to the cross, ignoring Jesus asking Thomas the doubter to touch his nail-inflicted crucifixion wounds, John 20, verse 27. Johanan's heel bone with its visibly embedded iron nail, now at the Rockefeller Museum in Jerusalem, again shows that archaeology has effectively countered the critics' erroneous belief that the Bible is only a book of faith. Space does not permit citing additional archaeological findings that have authenticated numerous biblical sites, noteworthy persons, unique customs, and past events that critics had deemed legendary or as mere faith expressions of biblical writers. Thus, it is important to cite the renowned archaeologist and Jewish rabbi, Nelson Gluck, 1900-1971. He said, It may be stated categorically that no archaeological discovery has ever controverted a biblical reference. The Third Flaw The third flaw is that the Bible critics, like numerous other authors who have written on the topic, do not define faith. It appears that authors assume everyone knows what faith is, presumably a person's subjective belief not based on any historically reliable evidence. This view of faith, without the critics specifically saying so, posits a blind faith. This faith in faith is better known as fideism. To see faith as based on no evidence, however, clashes with Jesus pointing his followers to evidence to bolster their faith. He told skeptics to believe on account of the works themselves, John chapter 14, verse 11, that he had performed, since they did not believe what he had told them regarding his divine identity. Another example where Jesus valued evidence for a person's faith is the imprisoned John the baptizer, who sent two of his disciples to Jesus to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another, Matthew chapter 11, verse 3. Jesus did not tell the Baptizer's disciples to tell him merely to have faith that he was the promised one. Instead, he said, "Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, The lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up. The poor have the good news preached to them. Matthew chapter 11 verses 4 to 5. In short, Jesus pointed the baptizer to empirical evidence. To deny that faith is based on evidence contradicts the words of Jesus. In a similar vein, Luke the evangelist underscored the significance of evidence for the faith of the early Christians. He told them that after Christ had risen from the dead, he appeared to his apostles, giving them many proofs appearing to them during 40 days. Acts chapter 1 verse 3. After his resurrection, Christ appeared and interacted with his apostles on several occasions. He wanted them to know and remember the evidence of his bodily appearances to strengthen their faith. Christ placed significance on knowing the evidence for faith. This reminds us Christians to consciously recognize that faith today is increasingly and erroneously seen as merely having faith in faith. This fallacious view of faith first appeared in our Western culture in the 18th century. The Age of Enlightenment hijacked faith from its biblical historical foundation. It depicts faith as not only contrary to what Christ taught, but also contrary to what His apostles saw and experienced. Here we need to recall the words of Peter and John who, when ordered to cease preaching the risen Christ, boldly declared, We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard, Acts chapter 4, verse 20. This was an expression of their faith based on having seen the risen Christ, with whom they had physically interacted after his resurrection. Faith without evidence is not only a stark departure from Jesus' linking faith to evidence, it is also a departure from the classic Christian concept of faith that consists of noticia, knowledge, assensus assent, and fiducia, trust. This definition of faith harkens back to the early Middle Ages and to the Lutheran Reformation. The Reformers, like their Christian ancestors, saw the biblical knowledge of Christ's death and resurrection that promised them life and salvation as a vital element of their faith to which they assented and in which they trusted. Similarly, we Christians need to reaffirm and devoutly internalize this centuries-old definition that defines faith, knowing, assenting to, and trusting the biblical evidence. Failing to do so easily results in the erroneous view that the Bible is only a book of faith, wrongly implying that faith has no reliable knowledge base. This view of faith is reminiscent of the equivalent error that believing and knowing have nothing in common. An article, now about faith, written for Lutheran youth in a periodical named Arena 1, 1960, asserted, To know is not the same as to believe. To believe is not the same as to know. In fact, if you know something, you no longer need to believe it. If this latter statement were true, it would mean the knowledge the apostles obtained by seeing Christ several times after his resurrection had nothing to do with their faith, when in fact this visibly based knowledge both prompted and sustained their faith. This article contradicted the New Testament's assurance that the faith of Christians is based on knowing, assenting, and trusting the biblical account that Christ has conquered sin and death by His crucifixion and bodily resurrection. It also ignored the important role that knowledge played for doubting Thomas. Seeing Christ with His crucifixion wounds and moved by the Holy Spirit, Thomas confessed, My Lord and my God, John 20, verse 28. It changed him from an obstinate skeptic to a devout confessor of faith. Thus, contrary to the article in Arena 1, knowing and believing are not mutually incompatible. They are complementary elements of a biblical, Christ-centered faith. Conclusion When we Christians hear or read that the Bible is only a book of faith, we need to recognize this statement's implication that biblical faith has no factual basis. The implication leads only to one conclusion, namely, faith is merely having faith in faith. But as we have seen from the evidence cited, biblical faith is based on historical facts corroborated and illuminated by hundreds of archaeological artifacts. A right definition of faith is linked to the Bible's inspired knowledge, especially the eyewitness accounts of Christ's apostles as peter who like his fellow apostles had interacted with the resurrected christ told his jerusalem audience this jesus god has raised up of which we are all witnesses acts chapter 2 verse 32 this faith of the apostles was not faith in faith but faith based on the historical event of christ's crucifixion and bodily resurrection that is why the early christians declared for we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Thus we Christians firmly reject the statement that the Bible is only a book of faith. To the contrary, it is a book where our biblical faith is grounded on factual evidence. Through this faith we, by God's grace, receive the promise of eternal life, this gift also motivates us to do good works as we also by his grace sojourn here Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10